the lever heart that I play and I'm really proud of that instrument being able to be given a professional platform in the world. I love the fact that there's this really great community worldwide of Celtic harpists who want to learn from other Celtic harpists. So yeah, I'm proud to be part of that. Welcome to Harp Column Podcast, taking you behind the stories in Harp Column from a practical harpist perspective. My name is Christina Finch, and I will be your guide to all things harp. Today's guest is the feature interview and cover model for the March-April 2021 issue of Harp Column, Rachel Hare. Rachel also provided the music for the episode today. If her name isn't familiar to you yet, don't worry. It will be. Rachel is a multifaceted performer and educator that has so much to offer our community. To start things off, I asked Rachel to tell us a little bit about herself, her harp life, and her major musical influences. My name is Rachel Hare and I live in the city of Glasgow in Scotland, although um, I'm originally from the northwest highland village of Ullapool, a beautiful fishing village in the north of Scotland. And yeah, I've been playing the harp for yeah well over half my life now, which kind of freaks me out slightly, and I just can't imagine life without it. I play the Scottish harp, and I've got a number of influences. The Highlands, where I grew up, and just the kind of Scottish folk and trad scene that exists in Scotland. And I also have an Irish mother, so there's a lot of Irish music influence here as well, which is cool. So I love playing harp, and I've been really lucky enough to make it my career. It's the lever harp that I play and I'm really proud of that instrument being able to be given a professional platform in the world now and it's really recognised now as its own instrument as opposed to you know a starter instrument on the way to the pedal harp. I'm loving the fact that in normal days I get to tour around the world performing and also teaching which is a big part of my life. busy this past year creating some truly amazing content. Run, don't walk, to your nearest computer and search Harp at Home. This completely free learning tool by Rachel is an incredible resource for any harpist or musician looking to learn more about Scottish music. I always wanted to do a kind of YouTube learning experience. I guess it kind of started, I'm one of the volunteers for the Edinburgh International Heart Festival. And last year we rushed to get our festival online because we were the first major event in Scotland to be canceled due to the pandemic, literally at like three weeks notice. And I was like, we've got to do something. So I became really good at using a certain video editing <laughs> software program, got rather good at uh, doing it quickly. And I thought, you know, I want to do more of this. I've got the time now. And folk have been saying, you know, so-and-so is doing video stuff. You should do it too. You should do it too. But I I didn't want to do it half-heartedly. I wanted it to look professional. I wanted it to have branding, a website, a full plan. And luckily, my fiancé is a handy web designer. I was kind of putting down, you know, using my lockdown skills for good. And I was being completely, like, so so heartwarmed by the reception it's had and I've I've had three series it started off with one series 
just of eight weeks because I wanted an end goal. I'm not so I like having goals and I like to have rest between my goals because it's good to have time off. Um, so it started off in one series and then obviously the pandemic went on. So I did another and another. So I'm really pretty proud of it. And it's all that you can still catch up on it. So it's free to watch, but there's a small charge for the sheet music um, and the sheet music really does come with a full arrangement background info and quite often an extra piece of music as well and that I like to teach at the series. I didn't want it to be like progressive and level. I just wanted it to be, here's a nice tune. You might fancy learning it too. And one of the things I love about folk music and trad music is it's the stories behind the tunes that make the tunes what they are. And that's a way how people, whether they're a musician or whether they're an audience member can connect with the music. So if you learn a tune and then perform it to someone, you can tell them the background information and I love going that. I mean, I have times where I'll start doing tune research. I describe it like a rabbit warren. I just go deeper and deeper and deeper, finding more information. So sometimes I find I have to stop myself. So yeah, that's been one of the fun things is telling the stories behind the tunes and then getting like interviewing people as well, friends and colleagues who know more about perhaps the style of tune that we're doing or the, the genre, etc. And yeah, one of my favourite things is at the end, I, I call it the blether section. Blether is an old Scots word for talking. You blether on, you chat on. And where I literally just talk to the camera and it just gives me an excuse to blether on because I, I like to talk, so it suits me very well. Traditional music is still a hugely important part of cultural and community life in many places. Growing up in the Scottish Highlands, Rachel was exposed to music making as a form of community building from a young age. I asked her to share about that experience and how community music still plays a role in her life and career. So I grew up in the Highlands of Scotland in a village and where I lived, really the only music that was available at the time was folk music. So it was just the music that you learned and it was the music that was played for Kayleys and at parties, etc. And now I live in the city. It's a little bit different in the city, although our music is very much a community with our friends now who are kind of the same age. We'll go out and we'll play in sessions and in tunes. I also spend a lot of time normally on the Isle of Man, which is it's really my second home now because I my family don't live in the Highlands anymore. Quite, we've kind of lost our kind of little kind of boat hole up there. So my second home really is the Isle of Man and it's got that kind of community thing. So I teach harp over there and my young harpists aren't only learning from me and they're not only playing in like the harp group with other people their own age. They're playing for like the local dance group which is people of all ages playing music and dancing the tunes so they're seeing that their music has an active part in community life that it belongs to the island and it's a real part of the community and the culture that belongs to the island it's still a living culture over there 
So, and I, I love it over there. When we go over, we'll quite often join in playing in Kayleigh's and my fiance, his parents are part of a dance group and a choir and we'll go along sometimes, maybe not to the rehearsals, but if they have a party or something like that, the Christmas party, we'll go along and we'll, we'll join in or we'll take the instruments and well, my fiance will join in the Kaylee band so it means he doesn't have to dance and stuff like that. So it's all very much that kind of thing. And, you know, you've got youngsters learning and parents and grandparents and it's, it's just really exciting to see it still part of the culture and still part of the community over there. based largely around touring and traveling to teach, this past year has been anything but normal for Rachel. But she's got big, completely funded plans for the future. Reaching its targeted number in just 48 hours through crowdfunding, Rachel has an exciting new recording project in the works. This is another thing that's connected to the Isle of Man. My fiance is from the island, so we, we've been seeing each other for around 12, 13 years. So I've really become a part of the community over there, as I was saying, and I've never actually managed to do a CD with Mike's music. And a few years ago, I started doing a few kind of odd gigs with a wonderful Manx Gaelic singer called Ruth Kagan. And she sings in Manx Gaelic, and Manx Gaelic is the language from the island. It's very closely related to Irish Gaelic and Scottish Gaelic and again it's a living language. I've got a lot of friends who speak it and there's a school that you learn in. The kids are all kind of learning their math and English and Manx Gaelic. In. So she's a beautiful singer and we've just always wanted to do an album but we've never, we've just always been too busy. Whilst I go over to the island once a month I'm usually only there four days I have 26 harp lessons to teach and like it's all a bit like poo, poo, poo. and then so we just don't have time often to well just don't have time to get into the studio with her so we knew that we had clear diaries this summer so we've managed to find time and yeah we started the crowdfunder project and yeah it got fully funded within two days we're super chuffed so it's actually going to happen and it's going to happen confidently like as in we've not got the stress, the finance stress, which is such a big, you know, weight off our shoulders. So yeah, excited to get to get busy on it. That's it for today's episode of Harp Column Podcast. To learn more about Rachel, her music, and her free YouTube series, Harp at Home, visit her website, www.rachelhair.com. Music for today's episode was provided by our guest, Rachel Hare. To learn more about Harp Column, please visit www.harpcolumn.com and subscribe today to gain access to current and past issues, as well as a lot of great web content. 
My name is Dr. Christina Finch, and we at Harp Column hope that you have a spectacular week. Mm-hmm.